But wait, there's more. Hi, everybody. It's Terry O'Reilly here, and we're happy to announce something we've never offered before. It's our But Wait, There's More subscriber package. If you're a fan of Under the Influence, you'll get more than ever before. You'll get more bonus episodes like the live recording and audience Q&A we did recently at the Hot Docs Podcast Festival, exclusive for subscribers only. You'll get more podcasts with additional stories. You'll get early access so you can listen to all of our new shows before anyone else. You'll get all of our episodes, including archives, ad-free. Tisk tisk. I won't judge. You'll be invited to Ask Me Anything sit-down chats with yours truly. You'll get first dibs on tickets for live events. You'll get big discounts on Under the Influence merchandise. And that's only the beginning, all for a few bucks a month. Just go to our show page on Apple Podcasts and tap Try Free to start your free seven-day trial. Membership has its privileges. Hmm, you should copyright that. 
One day, he noticed something interesting about his wife. Namely, whenever she got angry, her blood pressure rose. That made him wonder if detectable changes in the human body could prove that somebody was lying. Marston started experimenting with systolic blood pressure testing. He would ask people simple yes or no questions and monitor changes in their readings. He knew that fear was an essential element of deception, meaning a liar had a fear of being detected. If they lied while answering a question, fear would cause their blood pressure to rise. Marston called his system a lie detector test. Law enforcement became very interested in Marston's system and hired him to conduct the test on various suspects. In the late 1930s, Madison Avenue knocked on Marston's door and hired him to test people's true preferences to various brands. With that success, Marston co-founded his own advertising agency called Hampton, Weeks, and Marston. His agency tested such things as the brand preferences of cigarette smokers and to assess the satisfaction of drivers who use Texaco gas instead of a competitive fuel. One day, Marston was hired by Gillette to actually feature his lie detector test in an ad. Men were given two unmarked razors, one from Gillette, the other from a competitor. Then, they were asked to shave one side of their face with each blade and state their preference, while Marston monitored their blood pressure. The resulting ad ran the headline, Lie detector test tells all. Hundreds of men tested all preferred Gillette. Around the same time, another inventor named John Larson had improved on Marston's system by creating a more sophisticated test called the polygraph. When Gillette moved the campaign to radio, it invited Larson to replicate Marston's test with his polygraph machine. When Larson did, he found the men showed no preference for Gillette. Marston quietly begged Larson to modify his report and even offered him a portion of his $30,000 fee to change the results. Larson refused. The inventor of the lie detector had lied. Marston's reputation suffered a big blow, and his blood pressure lie detector tests fell out of favor. But while conducting those tests, he had come to believe that women were more truthful than men, and began writing articles stating the superiority of women. In 1940, one of his articles attracted the attention of DC Comics publisher Max Gaines, who arranged a meeting. During the discussion... Marston asked him why DC Comics had no female superheroes. Gaines was intrigued and asked Marston to come up with one. He did. Marston named her Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman debuted in 1941, fighting crime with her superhuman powers and an arsenal of weapons, including one called the Lasso of Truth. Whenever Wonder Woman roped somebody, they couldn't tell a lie. In hindsight, it wasn't surprising that William Marston created the fictional Lasso of Truth. It was the one invention he could never quite perfect in real life. Today, we hook big brands up to a lie detector 
and throw the lasso of truth around the marketing industry. We'll look at some of the biggest deceptions perpetrated by some of the world's biggest companies. Brands with long-standing reputations that had so much to lose. We'll look at the fraud, the fallout, and the toll it extracted when marketers lie. You're under the influence. The press called it a defeat device. It was the technology embedded in Volkswagens by the German car manufacturer that allowed its diesel engines to defeat emission tests. But exactly how Volkswagen got caught is interesting. The International Council on Clean Transportation is an independent non-profit organization founded to provide unbiased research to environmental regulators. One day, the council, working with West Virginia University, began a routine emissions test of three vehicles, a VW Passat, a VW Jetta, and a BMW X5. The BMW passed the test, but both VW models not only failed, but failed spectacularly, emitting 7 to 25 times the acceptable emission limits of nitrogen oxides. Later, those results were reported at a conference, which got the attention of the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. The agency then tested more VW vehicles, and the results were consistently over the limit. When the EPA threatened to block sales of VW's 2016 models, it forced Volkswagen to admit it had installed the deception device. the device worked is also interesting. When a vehicle is tested under controlled laboratory conditions, it is usually put on a stationary test rig. In other words, the engine is running at high RPMs, but the car isn't actually moving, there is no air pressure, and the steering wheel isn't turning. The deception device was designed to recognize those conditions and ran the engine below normal performance, thereby altering the findings to improve results. Once they were put back on the road, the BBC reported that some VWs emitted pollutants up to 40 times above what is allowed. Volkswagen has since admitted over 11 million cars had been fitted with the device, including vehicles from subsidiaries Porsche and Audi. Let's put aside the fact that, as of this writing, the scandal wiped $33 billion off VW's market value. Or that the EPA could fine VW up to $35,000 per vehicle, which could total $18 billion. Forget that 8 million of those 11 million vehicles are in Europe, and those fines have yet to be calculated. Add to that the cost of retrofitting millions of vehicles with hardware they weren't designed to take and the fact VW has to compensate dealers for inventory they now can't sell, and probably offer apology cash to VW owners. Plus the fact it will be the biggest recall in history. Forget that the U.S. Department of Justice is suing the carmaker, and lawsuits from people who bought diesels under false green pretenses are reining in. Or that the retrofitting may render some diesel models effectively unaffordable. Forget all that. The real toll is trust. 
and incalculable damage to Volkswagen's reputation. I find this crossroad in VW's history so tragic because Volkswagen's original success was based on the most honest advertising ever done. The Volkswagen Carmen Ghia is the most economical sports car you can buy. It's just not the most powerful. As I've mentioned many times in the past, the VW advertising of the 60s was the reason I got into advertising. It was smart, funny, and utterly honest. As a matter of fact, VW's advertising embraced all the car's flaws. It was ugly, but it had personality. It was too small, but it was fuel efficient. It had no power, but it was reliable. It was uncomfortable, but it was cheap. Volkswagen's advertising didn't sell dreams. It sold the unvarnished truth about a quirky little car from Germany. When people were surveyed right after the BW diesel scandal was first revealed, they were asked what words came to mind when they thought of Volkswagen. They replied, German, Beetle, Bug, Reliable, Dependable, Small, and Affordable. That was very telling, because all of those adjectives were hangovers from the Volkswagen advertising of the 1960s. That campaign was so powerful, it has survived in people's minds to this day and can still be accessed in the heat of a scandal. Those residual memories may be VW's only hope. If not, the car maker has thrown away eight decades of trust. It's hard to imagine what VW will look like in five years, if it survives at all. Wired magazine brought up another disturbing point about the VW scandal. It has shown us that machines can now lie. Software embedded in products can use strategy to cheat. And software updates, and everything gets software updates these days, means cheating can hypothetically stay one step ahead of regulations. As Wired notes, it's one aspect of the Internet of Things nobody wants to contemplate. The auto industry has a long history of deceptive practices. Back in 1990, Volvo released a TV commercial showing a six-ton monster truck driving over three vehicles, with only the Volvo remaining intact. The commercial was demonstrating Volvo's structural integrity with the slogan, Volvo, a car you can believe in. The commercial was filmed in Texas before a crowd of paid extras, and a couple of people in the crowd that day saw something fishy going on. They noticed the roof of the Volvo being reinforced with steel beams, while the roof pillars on the other vehicles were removed so they could be easily crushed. When word leaked, Volvo was hauled onto the carpet by the Texas Attorney General. The commercials were pulled off the air, Volvo and its advertising agency were each fined $150,000, and Volvo was forced to run ads in 15 newspapers apologizing for the commercial. It took many years for Volvo to regain the trust of the marketplace. For a car built on the premise of safety and integrity, Volvo had squandered its precious reputation. In the end, Volvo was skewered by its own tagline. It wasn't a car you could believe in. 
and we'll be right back. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. If you're enjoying this episode, why not dip into our archives? Available wherever you download your pods. Go to terryoreilly.ca for a master episode list. Back in 2014, Hyundai and subsidiary Kia paid penalties totaling $300 million for overstating fuel economy statistics for over 1 million vehicles sold in the U.S. That was on top of an estimated $400 million to resolve class action lawsuits. That same year, Toyota paid a $1.2 billion fine for misleading consumers about a sticking accelerator problem saying it was fixed when it really wasn't. The Attorney General called Toyota's conduct shameful. It was the largest criminal penalty in automotive history. Recently, GM has agreed to pay a $900 million fine over a defective ignition switch. The ignition problem unexpectedly turned cars off, disabling the brakes and steering while cutting power to the airbags, resulting in over 100 deaths. GM will spend an additional $600 million to settle civil suits. 26 million cars were recalled in 2014. The reason the penalty was so large was because it was revealed GM knew about the defective switch for more than a decade. It's interesting to note that when huge financial penalties are imposed on companies for deceitful practices, 
the CEOs are rarely fined. Most don't go to jail. Some are fired, but they exit with multi-million dollar severance packages. In the end, it's the shareholders who pay the fine. The newest move in fitness is tying your shoelaces. Because once my Skechers shape-ups are on snug and comfy, I'm toning my muscles, strengthening my core, burning calories. Why? Because shape-ups really work. No matter what I do. Back in 2011, celebrity Brooke Burke endorsed toning shoes from footwear company Skechers. Skechers shape-ups. Step into your new body. A year later, the Federal Trade Commission, or FTC, charged Skechers with making unfounded claims regarding the shoes. Skechers claimed shape-ups would help people lose weight and tone their legs, buttocks, and abdominal muscles, quote, without ever setting foot in a gym. Get in shape without setting foot in a gym with shape-ups from Skechers. I already feel a difference in the way my jeans fit. The shape-up ads also came with an endorsement from a Dr. Stephen Gotro, who recommended the shoes based on an independent clinical study he had conducted. As the FTC revealed, Gotro was married to a Skechers marketing executive, the study did not produce the results claimed in the ad, and Skechers had paid Gotro to do the study. Skechers denied the allegations, but agreed to pay a $40 million penalty, which was among the FTC's largest settlements to date. Customers who bought the shoes were eligible for refunds, and Skechers was barred from making any further health-related claims about toning shoes. Between 2009 and 2011, Reebok also sold a product called Easy Tone Shoes, claiming many of the same weight loss benefits. The FTC said the claims were also deceptive. Like Skechers, Reebok denied all allegations, but agreed to pay a $25 million settlement. The FTC summed it up best. Either shape up your substantiation or tone down your claims. has been a trusted name in home appliances since 1908. When it established a major presence in the UK, it came to dominate the vacuum cleaner market there. As a matter of fact, Hoover became a verb, as in... Oh, just Hoover a bit before tea. Things went well for Hoover for decades. Then in 1992, competition increased, sales slumped, and the company had a £10 million deficit. So, it came up with the following promotional idea to stimulate sales. When you spent £100 on a Hoover product, you received two free return airline tickets to key cities in Europe. It seemed too good to be true. But Hoover had a plan. It bet most customers wouldn't take advantage of the tickets due to slippage. That's the industry term for the percentage of people who buy products but don't get around to taking advantage of promotional offers. And although Hoover vacuum cleaners only cost half of what the airline tickets were worth, dealers could upsell the customers with accessories and more expensive models to make additional revenue. Hoover was correct on one aspect of the promotion. It sold a ton of product. As a matter of fact, so many people raced to buy a vacuum cleaner to claim the free tickets, Hoover had to put increased factory staff on overtime. Sensing a surefire marketing victory, 
Hoover did a follow-up promotion. Spend over £100 on any Hoover product and we'll give you two return flight seats to either New York or Florida. Two return flight seats. Unbelievable. It certainly was unbelievable. When people bought vacuum cleaners for 100 pounds, Hoover gave them airline tickets to the U.S. worth 600 pounds. The math made no sense. But again, Hoover was counting on slippage. Only this time, the free return airfare to the U.S. was just too good to pass up. People started buying multiple Hoover vacuums to secure multiple tickets. Newly married couples were getting six to eight Hoover vacuums as wedding gifts because people were offloading them just to get the plane tickets. Thousands of Hoover vacuums still in their boxes were put up for sale in classified ads. Now, you may think this is good news for Hoover. Even if people weren't using their vacuums, they still had to buy them, right? But the U.S. ticket offer brought in thousands of customers who weren't put off by the fine print, demanding their tickets. It also awakened the first wave of customers who hadn't redeemed their European tickets. Soon, Hoover was overwhelmed with ticket requests. When a BBC Consumer Affairs reporter went undercover and got a job with Hoover to process all the ticket applications, it was revealed that Hoover was deliberately designing the fine print to make it almost impossible for people to redeem their tickets. When that deception was made public, the government investigated. As a result, the Hoover Board of Directors was fired, the royal family withdrew the royal warrant it had once granted Hoover, and the company was forced to honor 220,000 airline tickets, which cost Hoover over $100 million. The fallout continued for years. The appliance company had lost the trust of its customers, and eventually the once mighty Hoover UK was sold off, ending its 50-year history. Hoover had spent millions destroying its own reputation. As a marketing idea, it sucked. Then there was the case of Stephen Warshak and his herbal supplement company. His biggest product was called Enzite. Enzite was a natural male enhancement pill. In other words, it claimed to add not only sexual stamina, but inches to your ruler. Enzite began marketing in men's magazines in 2001, promising to make you, quote, harder than Chinese arithmetic. Late-night television commercials showed a happy Enzite user dressed as Santa Claus at a company Christmas party. The ad opens up with him sitting beside a sign that says, The North Pole. This is Bob. Seems to be a lot of rumors going around about this chubby Santa. That's because Bob made a call to Enzite about natural male enhancement. And what did he get? Why, a sleigh full of confidence, a sack full of pride, and the one thing that every lady likes? The joy of a gift that keeps on giving. Call or go online now to find out how to get a 30-day sample. Enzite, the once daily tablet for natural male enhancement. In 
2001, Warshak's company employed 15 people. Four years later, it had 1,500 employees, a 24-hour call center, and sold $250 million worth of products. At its peak, the call center fielded 65,000 calls a day. Then Warshak made two fateful mistakes. He started fabricating customer testimonials, then put customers swayed by those testimonials on an automatic renewal program without their consent, charging their credit cards $70 every two months. When people complained, the call center responded by offering them other supplements instead of refunds. If people pushed back, Enzite had another strategy ready. It insisted customers produce a notarized document stating they had experienced no size increase. It was diabolically ingenious because Enzite knew very few men, if any, would be willing to get a legal document proving their North Pole was still small. Embarrassment would keep customers from demanding refunds, and the money kept rolling in. Until the government and the FTC rolled up to Warshak's door. After a six-week federal trial, the judge called Warshak's company a massive, fraudulent undertaking. It was ordered to surrender $459 million in proceeds, another $44 million for money laundering, $24 million was set aside to repay Enzite victims, and founder Stephen Warshak was convicted on 93 of 112 counts of fraud and obstruction of justice. He expected 24 months in jail. He was sentenced to 25 years. It was one of the stiffest white-collar crime sentences ever handed out. There is an irony that underpins every story we told today, and that is, a company has to be trusted before it can deceive, or else no one will believe the lie. When Volkswagen stated the incredible performance of his diesel engines while promising to adhere to emissions regulations, people believed, because it was coming from Volkswagen. When Hoover promised plane tickets in return for a vacuum cleaner purchase, people responded because it was Hoover. When Enzite used testimonials to promise sexual results, people believed. When they stopped believing, the company used their customers' embarrassment to continue fleecing them. Most companies pay a hefty price when they break our trust. Since the 1960s, Volkswagen has clearly articulated what it stands for, saying it was a reliable and utterly honest automobile. The violation of that long-standing promise may destroy the company. Whereas, GM has really made no promise to us over the years and will probably survive its scandal with ease. When a person tells a lie, they have to deal with the consequences in their own life. But when a marketer lies, it discredits the entire advertising industry, throwing shade on hardworking and honest companies who value their customers' trust. They understand that while a reputation is built on the past, it's the only ticket to the future when you're under the influence. I'm Terry O'Reilly.
This episode brought to you by Enzyme. It keeps going and going. Under the Influence was recorded at Pirate Toronto. Series producer Debbie O'Reilly. Sound engineer Keith Oman. Theme music by Ari Posner and Ian Lefevre. Research James Gangle. Follow me on Twitter at Terry O Influence. Download the podcast on iTunes. Um, do you wear clothes when you listen to our show? If so, have we got a t-shirt for you? Go to terryoreilly.ca slash shop. See you next week. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.